Podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am your host and hardcore gamer, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamer who still can't figure it out, Keith. Hello. And my wonderful wife and resident noob, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was Keith's pick, which was Battle Chasers Night War by Airship Syndicate, which is a new studio, and this is actually their first game, but they're soon to be coming out with another game. They're coming out with a new Darksiders type of game. But this game was a crowdfunded GoFundMe game as well. It, it says it was partially funded, but they raised over $895,000. Wow. I feel like this game was mostly funded by the crowd. But this game comes from actually a comic book series with the same name, Battle Chasers, which originally ended in like 2003. Uh, the creator of that series took forever to kind of come up with issues. He only came out with nine issues in a, what, four-year span. And it ended on a cliffhanger, and he, he swears it's going to come back. So people were kind of excited that this game was kind of going to continue the story, maybe go off as to where like that last issue went. But it doesn't really sound like it is, and it seems like it's kind of its own story. I think that's why it's called Night Wars, because, I don't know, there's nothing else in the story that really kind of screamed Night Wars to me. So this guy's basically George R. R. Martin, is what you're saying? I was just going to say that. Just waiting on that final book still, but it's definitely coming, we promise. Basically, I mean, because, yeah, when you look up the comic book, it still says like, ah, it's in production, but it's he's even said ah, it's going to be a while for it to come out. So, I mean, it seems like this game's doing well. So hopefully it does come up with the issue, because from what it sounds like, the story in it, like people really like this comic and it's supposed to be pretty good. Which is weird, because like, I feel like when you're playing the game, it's kind of a generic storyline for a video game. Yeah. So I'm actually thinking maybe the comic is maybe a little better. Yeah, because I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I, I think the story in this game is just kind of meh. Like, it does an okay job. You're you're a group of people that end up getting attacked by pirates and crash on an island. And I feel like you just kind of stumble through, like, disturbing the enemy's evil plans. Like, because that never was your intention. But you're kind of like, ah, well, you shot down our ship, so we're going to screw up your plans. That was kind of like Tomb Raider, right? No, because Tomb Raider, she's trying to actually like save the artifacts for a museum and they're trying to exploit the artifacts so she actually is, oh, okay. has a goal oh we didn't even do <clears throat> game our past yet we're talking about the story no uh, we're getting that was, that was my ourselves. fault that was my fault real excited right. so keith <laughs> this is your game is this a game or a pass uh i think it's gonna be one of those games where i'm gonna call it a pass only on the reason I could find other games close enough that I would rather play. But it is actually a pretty good game, though, at the same time. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And actually, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. It's it's a game if you are a big fan of turn-based strategy games. Like, it, it's a very good one. But compared to other games on Game Pass, such as Operencia, I think Operencia was better than this game. So, if you like turn-based strategy games, it's a game. But if you're very selective of it... There's definitely other turn-based strategy games that are worth your time. So, if you're selective, it's a pass. What are you, though? Are you giving me a game? I'm more of a game. Okay. Yeah, see, I was also on the fence, and I was playing more today, and I feel like I get such highs and lows with this game. Like, I hate this game, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this game. There are things that I thought were better than... I don't want to say better, but there are things that they did differently that I really liked from games like Operencia and stuff, which we'll get into later. Um, so I think where I'm at in the game right now, it's a game. But yeah, for me, it's it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty fair. As we normally start, what did you guys think of this game story? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but for me, it's just meh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really all that exciting from the onset, I didn't think. It kind of hooks you, like you said, your ship gets shot down. They don't really tell you even why you're going to this island, really, do they? Maybe you're searching for mana, but... Yeah, it was because, like, this island has random influxes of mana, so Nolan's really kind of interested in it. 
And your the whole overall story is that you're trying to search for Gully's father who vanished, and she inherited these gloves that are super powerful artifacts. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to search for the uh, Gully's father, but we also want to investigate this island because it has mana. All right. Well, either way, I guess my point is that, sure, there's some story going on there. I don't think it really ever hooked me at any point, and I got no. eh, at least halfway through the game or more, actually. Um, and I just never found a story that interested me. I agree, and I also think, too, that... The characters are very, I guess, the generic. I mean, I feel like I've seen these characters in a, in a billion other video games. Yeah. And for me, they're unique enough. And, I mean, they interact well with each other. They're very different characters from one another. But I just think of Operencia and the, just like the little tiffs that they had. And it was really funny and comedic. And I feel like that's kind of missing. Like, I feel like one of the characters, Calabretta, was, like, the closest to being, like, super funny. And obviously, like, Nolan's a little... I feel like he's a little snarky. Garrison's, like, the brooding one. So, um, I just think they could have done a little bit more of the characters, especially because the story was lackluster. Yeah, I thought the characters were pretty disappointing. Like, I, like you said, Liz, I would love if there was just some banter with them. That's like the word they I was did looking for, banter, yeah. You get a little bit of banter every time you rest at the end. Like, it does a cutscene and it kind of, they, they kind of talk a little bit. But there's really not much depth with these characters, which I think is super disappointing. You know very little of some of their backstories, which I guess is supposed to be a reward for those who read the comics. Those who read the comics are probably more attached to these characters. But someone who's never read the comics, it's kind of like, well, what's the motivation of these characters? I don't fully get why... Everyone's so attached to defending Gully. Like, they give you a little bit of story how, like, Garrison, you know, grew up with Gully's father and he was, they were soldiers together. But, like, everyone else, I just felt like they were just along for the ride. Why not? I will say, though, I do think the voice actors did a good job. Yeah. Even, like, the, um... The blacksmith? Yeah, yeah, the blacksmith. <laughs> I can't think of words today! Yeah, the blacksmith. I thought he was, he was a great voice actor. So I think that the voice actors brought a lot to the characters they just weren't given a lot to work with yeah i i really think i agree with you liz although what was weird is this is something you've brought it pointed out in other games before is the selection of when and when they did not use voice audio was really yeah. random. i noticed that it was like, like yeah you had it on, yeah you had it like you knew when you would have the opportunity to i guess because it was like always a big cutscene. but outside of that it was like well no, we might throw some, but we probably won't. Yeah, which, that's a really weird kind of choice that they did. But even though the story in this game and the characters are pretty bland, I think the greatest thing about this game is its presentation. I absolutely love the art style. I loved the graphics. I loved the animations. Everything graphically about this game, I think, was absolutely top-notch. To me, it kind of looked a little bit like a comic book, like a really detailed comic book. And then that's when it was kind of a nice surprise when I was reading about this game that it came from a comic book series. But I think they did a fantastic job with the presentation of this game. I agree. And I thought, I mean, when you're in the dungeons, everything, like there's stuff dripping and all the enemies are really unique. But then you also have, um, when you're traveling the map, it's a completely different feel graphically. It looks like and a map that you're walking on. Yeah, and I thought that everything graphically, I agree with you, was phenomenal. Yeah, I, and that was one of the things that really kind of hooked me at the beginning. Like, I think you remember probably, Andrew, when I started playing this, I was, I mean, I was all about this game. I was like, this is awesome. It's great. I can't wait to play more. And we were still playing another game at the time, so you kind of yelled at me. And so I put it down for a little bit, and when I came back to it, I was just so unimpressed. But n- not for the. I like you make it seem like I'm like the angry mom to like no. put down to like go do your homework. It, I mean, yeah, you <laughs> stop know. having fun. Go do your homework. Don't enjoy other games yet. Get to the ones we're playing. But but really though is, yeah, I I think I got so excited about what this game displayed to me, but. Then it just became the same thing over and over and over again. And that's where this game lost me. Yep. I feel like 80% of the budget went into the graphics and then the 20% went to everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, because the mechanics are good. The mechanics are very solid in this game. They are. And and actually, I guess while we're on it, I mean, the characters between you get, what, six in total that you can use? And yes. all of their skills are 
I think pretty unique actually in like their skill sets and strategies. Yeah. So from that perspective, like the fighting is even pretty good in this game, and it's why I think like we talked about why someone who's just really into turn-based strategies probably like this game a lot actually, definitely more than I would. I almost feel like it doesn't make sense to have six characters. And this is something I was talking to Andrew about. It doesn't make sense that you're leveling up certain characters and then going back to a different one that you had before because their, their health is going to be weaker. And they all have different unique abilities. So right when you find like the perfect combination, you don't go back to the other characters. So for me, I just thought it was kind of like wasteful. Like I feel like there only should have been three because... And then also when you're leveling up your characters, you're getting new ways to use them in combat. You're getting new abilities. And there's just, there's no reason to go back to old characters. Well, that's where I think what they could have done better, like Operencia did, is when you leveled up a, a character or when you gained experience form, you just gained it across all of your characters. So there was always a reason to want to go back to them because you were still limited in who you could fight with in that game compared to how many characters you could choose from. But like you said, you just didn't feel like, oh, well, I would like to go back and play this character, but I've got to catch up four levels for them to even be meaningful. Yeah, which, I, yeah, like, I, I agree with Liz. Like, I think that was kind of a weird decision. See, for me, I think it would have been kind of nice if they actually kind of made the battles bigger. So you start right away with three characters, which you essentially start with a support character, a tank character, and a damage dealer. So it's kind of like, okay, I have the most generic team. This is a fine team. At the beginning, it shows you that there's five members originally. So it's like, okay, it would be kind of interesting if they just threw those members in, but you're also going against more enemies as well and just kind of made the battles bigger. Because I, to me, like as soon as I got the fourth character, I'm like, well, who do I get rid of? I don't want to get rid of my tank because they're the one that tanks everything. I don't want to get rid of my damage dealer. Like this character I got, I, I'm not quite sure what he does. He's He does magic, so he's probably a damage dealer. So it's like, I guess I should get rid of my damage dealer. And I don't know, it just, it was kind of hard to figure out what to get rid of. When you compare it to like Operencia, you pick your starting character, you know, you're the ranger, you're a tank, you're a, like a damage dealer. So you could kind of cater your party to what you created yourself as a character. But these ones, they're clearly set roles for them. So it was kind of hard to figure out what team you wanted. And it's harder to switch too because you have to go, there's only certain points you can switch your character. And yeah, there's there's the fast travel but it's still a pain in the butt to go all the way back just to switch your character. Yeah. Which I had to do a couple times before. Like, I realized that the combination I was using wasn't working and that I had to switch characters. And it's like, crap, I have to go all the way back to the stupid tavern just to switch my character. So here's one thing I don't know if I fully agree with you on, Andrew, is... I do think the game could have had, I guess it could have been nice too, but at the same time, I felt like some of those battles went on plenty long with three on three and just adding more characters. It kind of would have been more like Banner Saga. Those fights took forever and that was kind of the worst part about them. So I don't know that I would have wanted much longer fights, I guess, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree where you're coming from. I just think it would have made the game a bit more, like, grand in scale. Like, by the final boss, since you have a party of five, I felt like it would have made, they could make a more interesting boss fights and stuff like that if you have more party members. But I do agree, yes, yeah, some of the fights were going on a bit long, and I think that's one of my biggest complaints. I would have absolutely loved if this game had a auto-fight feature or an auto-resolve feature. Because there were some points where it's like, my party is way strong for this area, I, and rather just me constantly mashing A to kind of hurry up this fight, I wish there was just a button to be like, quick fight, and just or and I could put my controller down and get a snack or something like that. See, you know what it could have done, and I just had this thought, is you know how it has those fights where you have wave fights against enemies? Yeah. It would have been cool if you had like a backup team and they could come in only if your whole first team got downed. And again, maybe it's yeah. only like a boss fight that it incorporates that. But I think I think that's where it could have been a really cool thing. But not all yeah. the time, I guess, is where I'm at with it. But at least with like so as you guys were saying though, like everyone's skills are quite diverse. I felt like there was no real wrong combination to do with your characters because i felt like everyone had at least one or two skills that would like specifically complement another character because like garrison he does extra stuff when someone's bleeding or is like on fire 
So then it's like, all right, someone who can do fire. Nolan does a lot of fire. But Nolan does really well if someone is frozen, in which, you know, Red Monica, she has a couple frozen abilities. So, like, I felt like no matter who you were picking, everyone always had some sort of abilities that would really kind of help play off each other. So I didn't, that's one thing I do at least like. See, I, there was one combination that I tried, and I think it was when I first got Nolan, I wanted to test out his character. So I put him with Gully and um, Calibretto, and I feel like Nolan and Gully are both kind of defense. And for me, it did not work at all. I mean, I'm sure that you guys probably wouldn't have had any trouble with it, but for me, it just did not work for me at all. I had to switch back, bring Garrison back in. I actually went with that combo for a bit. But yeah, I thought I personally thought the the last two that you unlock are really the best ones. Uh, Red Monica and what's his name Alamon. Alamon. Yeah. I also I also thought it was really weird that there were certain items that would work really well for some characters but not others, and I thought it would have been beneficial if you could look at what the other characters had in their inventory and compare it to like the new characters coming in to see what the best item combination would be. Because you can only look at what was available, and obviously if you have a character that you're not using at the moment, you can't go back and see what they have unless you want to go back to the tavern and then switch characters and look at their their inventory. So I feel like that would have helped with the character development too. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, also with items. So when I was looking at the Metacritic store, someone brought this up about crafting. I don't understand why you have the crafting abilities if you can't craft things that are equal to your level. So it's the stuff like the potions and things that you can make. When you get to a certain level, they're kind of useless. Same with like the armor. And yeah, you can keep unlocking it so you can make more things. But I felt like it never like met where you were at. No, I agree. I, I thought the crafting in this... I thought a lot of the side mechanics in this game were just kind of thrown in to give more things to do, but I just thought it was really pointless. I thought crafting was pretty crappy, especially when it came to potions. Like you said, I almost never used the potions. I would get potions that are like super mega healing potion, and it does like 100 health. And my characters are like in the thousands, so it's like this is nothing. And I thought you always found the best weapons and the best armor. You didn't craft them. You didn't buy them... Um, from the blacksmith, you you would just find them in a random chest. So looting was a lot of fun because you would randomly find these these treasures. But I didn't really feel like crafting helped. Well, so crafting was a bit of a gamble. If you crafted something that wasn't a 100% chance of crafting, and if you crafted it, it would actually become rarer. Like it would have a higher value to it and actually be more powerful. But it's a gamble because if you fail, you lose all the resources that you use to try to craft the thing. But that being said, with any of the items, I never felt like I got an item where I was like, whoa, now my character is super strong. I always felt like whenever I got an item that looked like it was going to do really well, it just made my character level with like where I'm at in the game. The only times I've felt like it made a difference for me was, I don't know if you realize this, item level meant literally nothing for your character. Yeah. If it was a level 17 and your character is 12, you could put it on. So hot tip for you. Don't. Don't worry about levels if you're if you're looking at your items. But those are about the only times where I was like, ah, you know, that's kind of a difference if I got an item that was above the level of my character. Like one I got was like five levels significantly higher. So it made a pretty big difference for him. I will say, though, actually, the one caveat of the items is the legendary weapons. I just crafted... I'm pretty near the end of the game, and I just crafted one of the legendary items. And that, I actually am noticing a significant change... But this is like the very end of the game and there is a new game plus and none of the items carry over. So I'm literally creating this legendary item for one or two more, like for two more dungeons. And then it's like, well, now that item's gone. So that's kind of disappointing. I wish there was a way to actually kind of be able to create more powerful items and like kind of grind for that so I could instantly destroy one or two dungeons. But I never felt like I was significantly stronger than where I was. Yeah, I feel like right where I left off before we started doing the podcast is when I felt the most comfortable fighting because I just found a couple of items that gave me over 500 more health for each of my characters. And I finally felt like, because I mean, going along to the dungeon, all the the um, monsters are super easy. But there's sometimes when I went to a dungeon, you know, you're fighting like a 96 health monster 
And then you go in and there's a monster that's like 1900. And I feel like having found all these unique items, I'm now going into the dungeon and I'm winning all the battles. Like I was surprised like doing the easiest difficulty level that I was dying so much. And then obviously when you die, you end up back in the tavern. You have to travel all the way back and fight through all the enemies again. So I feel like I just got to a good point. So every dungeon I'm playing, I'm trying to play on the legendary difficulty. When you play on the legendary difficulty, if you die during the dungeon, it resets the dungeon. So I always wanted to play on the legendary difficulty because it's like, well, if I died, I'd like to restart it and have all the enemies respawn so I could keep farming and get more experience points until I'm eventually a high enough level where I can easily beat the dungeon. Instead of going back and just fighting wimpy monsters. Exactly, yeah. Because fighting the monsters in the dungeon are giving you more experience points. So when you beat a dungeon on a legendary difficulty, you get a legendary chest. Depending on what difficulty you play, you get a certain quality chest. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's probably really good to do the legendary difficulty to get the legendary chest. I maybe found one item out of the legendary chest that I actually thought were good. They're mostly just filled with, like, crafting materials. And it's like, well, this is kind of pointless. Or I'd get, like, a potion, and it's like, well, I don't... I never use the potions. I think they're the most worthless thing in the game. Because you lose your turn when you use them. Yeah, and they only last one or two turns, and they don't heal you for too much. The only potion that's worth its value is a revival potion, and that's it. Which, there's something in the dungeon that is a huge pet peeve of mine. Like, probably the biggest pet peeve when it comes to a game. And that is when you go into an area like a dungeon... When you go in and there's like three different directions that you can go in. And then so you go into one and there's like three more directions you can go in. And you know you're missing stuff. Because, I mean, I mean even if you go back, you, it doesn't show you if you've already been there or not. And that frustrated me so much. Especially because when you get to the end, it gives you the option, oh, would you like to leave the dungeon now? And it's like, well, I don't want to go all the way back to the beginning to make sure I got everything. <laughs> like, it, I just don't understand why they just can't make it. Just like a cohesive, like, go this way. And you do get, like, the the map of the dungeons, but they're not actually... It doesn't show all the paths you can take. It just shows, like, a generic, general layout that isn't accurate. No, and, like, the whole layout of it is just really wonky. Like, you can only really look at the map if you go to one of the jump points, I think. You can't really read it well. No. Like, oh, did you not realize, Keith... If you click the right analog, it actually opens the map up. Ah, dang it. I Maybe I did at some point, but I'm going to go with no. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but I'll admit that. That's, that's one of my stories of life. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, I was going to say is, um, oh, is like with the lore, you could get somewhat of an idea that you needed to explore more if you hadn't hit like four of four on them. But if you hadn't even opened one of them to start with, well, you don't know that it even miss, exists to be missed in the first place. So I agree with you still is, is what I'm saying. Also, like a lot of little nooks and stuff where you think like you can go, but you can't. And then they have the, they had the random fishing spots. And like most games, I just don't get the fishing aspect. It was fun at first, but there was no incentive to really keep doing it. It wasn't, it, it just wasn't exciting. I felt like I was wasting my time. Yeah. I was like, I could be hunting monsters in this dungeon and I'm just waiting for a fish to nibble. And then, I don't know, I just, it didn't make, it make sense to me. I mean, I think that the way that they did it was really cool. When you go to like the fishing spot, like the, the way that it looks is really, really awesome. But I just like... I just thought it was boring. It was just another mechanic that they threw in, but there was no point really. There was no much value for it. Exactly. And like, it was just like another way that they could be like, oh, look how we incorporated a different visual aspect of playing this game. It's like, okay, great. But it it was definitely largely unimportant. And I just started skipping most of them. Yeah, that's what I did. And also one more thing with the dungeon. So I, at one point, this is the only time that I really had a game glitch. And I was in the middle of a dungeon, and all of a sudden it wouldn't let me interact with anything. It wouldn't let me do anything. And at that point, I had actually gone back to a previous room, so I, I knew what I could and couldn't do. And I even like gave Andrew the controller, and I was like, it won't let me do anything. I ended up having to completely quit out of the game. And then, obviously, I had to go back into the dungeon, find my place where I was, and all that garbage. 
But did you guys have that happen to you at all in the dungeon? Because it was infuriating. It was really irritating. I had a couple glitches. Uh, the first time when you were describing like what was ha- going on with you, I thought it was what like happened to me before. Where like so things will sparkle if you can interact with them and like loot them, and some things would still sparkle even after I looted them. So like I was like, okay, it's just a little bit of a visual glitch. But there actually was one time. So there's a couple puzzles in some of the dungeons, and there's one where if you when you flip a switch, like a platform shifts. And I noticed, oh, I can stand on the shifting platform and pull that lever at the same time. Like, oh, maybe this is how I'm supposed to solve this puzzle. And when I did that, my character actually fell through the map. And I was, like, completely under the map. And there was, like, nothing I could do. There's no way to to exit or to interact with anything. My character actually just fell through the map. So that was kind of, like, the only big glitch I had. Yeah, like, I couldn't even go to the other rooms. There was something that you could... Like put an item into it and it disappeared into like another, another dungeon. Like, and then one of the platforms falls down and nothing would work for me. I literally couldn't do anything in the room. There were no monsters, nothing. So I just like I at that point I stopped playing for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had anything like game breaking necessarily. I know I had at least one of those sort of similar visual bugs that you had, Andrew. Like you said you could stand in one spot and actually interact with something that you weren't, well, for you, who weren't supposed to. Mine was to my benefit, though, is I actually was on the other side of a wall, and it let me, like, absorb a shrine or something. Oh, yeah, I did that once, too. So, I got I got that, um, but no, I don't think my game ever broke. There was one time I sweared I had done everything I needed to do a dungeon, and I was cursing the game up and down, and then I just went back and looked and found the room I didn't find. So it wasn't glitched. I was just glitched. So another thing, too, that kind of a little annoyed me with the dungeon, since we're talking about how annoying some of the dungeons can be. When you when you enter a dungeon, the game becomes a like kind of top-down RPG. Like, think kind of like Diablo. So you move around the dungeon, and you can actually see the monsters, and they'll actually run up to you, and if they touch you, you interact and do a battle scene. So depending on who your party is, you actually have dungeon skills. So... Like, uh, Calibretto can shoot a fireball, and if it hits an enemy, when you start a combat with that enemy, the enemy will start ignited. Uh, Gully has one where she slams the ground, and the enemy will start stunned. So, everyone has these kind of special abilities you can do while you're, like, exploring the dungeon. And the only thing I really hated is Gully had the only ability that could reveal secret rooms. So, to me, it kind of felt like they were forcing you to always kind of take Gully if you wanted to get all the treasure in a dungeon. I didn't know that. Yeah, there were some walls that are weak, and only Gully can smash them in order to open it to get a chest. Oh, see, I knew about the abilities. Like, I I knew that you could um, use Red Monica's ability to sneak by, and I knew Calabretto's, but I didn't know Gully revealed secret rooms. Yeah, no one else had any sort of ability to reveal the rooms. So, it's just kind of... To me, it was kind of an annoying mechanic. Like... I understood, like, what they were trying to go for, but I never really liked those abilities. Because even, too, having the enemy start with Ignite, like, it didn't really determine me winning a fight. I always thought, like, it was really weak as to, like, what the enemy, the, your teammates could do before a battle. I can't believe you didn't tell us. I told Keith, and Keith didn't realize that, too. Well, yeah, sorry, oh. you didn't read the tooltip. Not Don't my worry, fault. <laughs> he told me last night. Um... So it's not my fault. That. I can't read the tooltips. So I don't want to It specifically read. says can destroy weak walls. You know I'm not observant. <laughs> and, and I just didn't want to read. The dungeons are huge. How do you know? Like, does it? If she like hits the wall, like, does it for the whole area of the dungeon? No, certain or? walls you'll see smoke. Like, there's like they have like dust constantly coming off them, oh, showing that sure. they're a weak wall. But granted, like I said, majority of the treasure that you find anyway are mostly crafting materials. There's nothing, anything that I got that was like, whoa, I can't believe I stumbled on this. Now I'm super powerful. I found a rare legendary item. I, it was never the case. So that's why for me, I, I didn't take Gully with me because I didn't care for her as a character. And it's like, yeah, I'm missing out on maybe some crafting materials. So it's like, whatever. But I do like the dungeons were procedurally generated. So every time you're playing it, you're maybe getting different events and stuff. Like, sometimes there's a cube where you gamble by putting an item in, and if you find that cube again, it upgrades that item to a higher rarity. Because, yeah, you were texting me sometimes, Liz, when you were like, oh, with this, the Rat Brothers, which one did you pick? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never interacted with that event. So it was always kind of different. So that's the other reason why I liked playing on Legendary, because if I died, 
it would restart and give me some new events to play with. Yeah, which there were a couple of moral decisions that you have to make too. And so yeah. I was always kind of cautious when it came to the events. But there was no penalty for it though. There wasn't there was never like a good or evil system, so it's not like, oh, you killed an innocent, now you're evil points or something well, like that. With the the two rats, they were brothers that they each wanted you to kill the other one because the other one was supposedly evil. And so I didn't want to, I felt bad killing one of them. So, but I also kind of wanted to know what happened. So I, I just, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just ignored them. That's the spirit, Liz. When in doubt, just ignore it. And not get any reward. Well, you couldn't question them. And it's the same with, like, if you open a sarcophagus, like, you can end up fighting a bunch of, like, demons that, like, have a, a, an amazing item. But you could also just leave it be. So, there, I mean, there weren't a lot of decisions that you could make that would affect you in the game, but... Yeah. But overall, what did you guys think of the combat in this game? I thought all the characters actually had really cool, unique, like, attack skill sets and everything. And honestly, like you said, it was they were fun to combo with each other. I didn't hate it. It's just, it got tedious, I think, is it the did. big thing. But I, I do feel like your character develops more and more abilities that are fun to play around with and it's the same with like you can also go into the perks and make it so that some of your characters carry over mana so you can use the the higher damage abilities sooner so i feel like there actually was a lot to do with it it wasn't just i mean at the beginning it was kind of just like hitting a but i feel like as the game progressed like you could actually put thought into it like oh my character this is a slow ability so I can damage him for 700 and like six moves away. And then I'll have my other characters do this while I'm waiting for that to happen. So I thought it was actually really great compared to other games like this, the um, turn-based strategy games. Well, as you kind of talked about it, Liz. I don't know if we talked about this at any point earlier, is the overcharge system, which I thought was actually a really cool and unique thing that they did. That I, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. I haven't seen it at least in any other games like turn base right so no. the overcharge system is your characters all have their basic level attacks obviously and when they do those they can gain like you know certain amounts of overcharge which can make up for lost mana in a fight or even extend your cap on mana for a fight so like liz was saying some of the perks which i know this was something that i think a lot of games have probably done this but i did like was the ability to just simply change up my perks I didn't get locked in and have to pay a billion gold to reset them or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, you could do cool things like where you always had additional overcharge and it just helped with your mana. And yeah, that was something that was definitely really cool about the fighting, I thought. Yeah, I like the perk system. You had two different things. You had uh, beast perks. So if you kill a certain amount of beasts, you would get like 1% crit for all your characters. But then you also had personal perks, and I kind of like that because it always frustrates me in like any sort of RPG game when you level up and you allocate points for like your health and stuff like that. I always get kind of frustrated with that because by the end of the game, I'm just like, whatever, just dump my points. I don't care. And in this game, the only thing you're kind of adjusting is your perks, which lets you cater your character a little bit like because for the most part, they have an offensive tree and a defensive tree. And so you can kind of play around with it and kind of make your characters a little unique. But to do the beast perks ones it's just a lot of grinding and i feel like that's what this game is the combat i think is pretty fun it's kind of nice getting some of these new abilities but for the most part with all the characters i have i always felt like i was mostly using three or four of their abilities and the enemies generally looked a lot of the same they did a lot of reskinning in this game so you're fighting a lot of very similar enemies and it'd be like kill 100 of just bats to get a perk so it's like, wow. So you just have to kill a ton of enemies to get any of the beast perks. So I felt like this game's main core is to just grind. That's why it really frustrated me that this game did not have any sort of auto-resolve or auto-fight feature. Yeah, there were some where, it I mean, I, I killed somebody in one hit. It was kind of like useless for me to even be fighting them. Yeah. But I kind of, well, I guess I, I kind of agree with you with the enemies where, like, the spiders, they did just look a little bit different. But I do feel like the enemies fought very different. Like, there were some that were just, like, nonstop poisoning you. Super annoying and frustrating because you had to keep clearing all the, all the elements away. So there were some enemies that I just, like, I really despised and hated because they were really tricky. So I thought that they fought differently, but I do agree that they, they did kind of just, like, I mean, there were different slimes, but they were still slimes. Yeah. 
And the weird thing about this game that I thought was so infuriating with it is its random difficulty spikes. I would go through an entire dungeon or mission and just wipe the floor out of the entire dungeon. This is super easy. Oh, I can take out these guys in a couple hits. Then all of a sudden you get to like a boss or maybe just one type of unique character that's not even like a mini boss or anything. It's literally just a random minion that would just decimate me. Like I would maybe even take a quarter of their health and I would just die. And it's like, I, I don't get these random difficulty spikes. Like I was watching you, Liz, when you're fighting the random, like uh, the werewolf that was an alpha hunter and he just kills you in one hit. And it's like, how is this fair? Like, I, I don't get like how this character just came up out of nowhere and just can just destroy my team with no issue. And at that point, that character was almost 800 in health. It was fairly early on in the game. But still, I, I hadn't experienced an enemy like that the entire game. And I was just randomly in dungeon. And all the other enemies in the dungeons are, I mean, they're around like 92, 96, that area. But yeah, that guy just came out of nowhere. That was like super yeah, frustrating. wasn't a mini boss or anything. It was just a random minion. Just kills you in one hit. And then you taught me that I could uh, sneak by him. Yeah. <laughs> so this game just has a weird balancing issue. Because yeah, you would end up dying by that thing. And like I said, playing a legendary difficulty, it made me restart the entire dungeon again. Just to get back to that guy. And then, yeah, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to walk past this guy and ignore him and not, not fight him at all. And some of the bosses you would fight would just destroy you, too. And then I felt like I had to go back and fight weaker monsters and get my XP up. And that's just frustrating because, I mean, the, the fights do get kind of annoying. I mean, they're very tedious. At least with the dungeon, you're exploring and looting. But going back over areas you've already been that there's nothing to really do except for fight to gain xp i mean nobody wants to do that yeah was there music in this game by the way kind of random but yes i actually really like the music i, I kind of I, I don't remember music at all the music i <laughs> think actually had like good orchestral kind of violins and cellos so i actually really liked it and once again like most good turn-based strategy games it has a good victory music because i feel like when it comes to turn-based strategy games like, everyone knows the Final Fantasy VII victory music. Like, people can just hear that. It's very iconic. And I felt like this game had a very iconic victory music as well. I actually really like the music. Because depending on what section of the map you are on is kind of how the music would change a little bit. Does it play the whole time? Yes. Because I'm, I'm just really... It blows my mind. Because I had the volume on the entire time I played the game because of the voice acting. I mean, it was really good. I'm, I don't know why I tuned it out. I don't remember a single music thing from this game. You know game. what's funny is I think I actually agree with you, Liz. And I don't even... I do know... Andrew is 100% right. The victory music is awesome. That part I know. Like, I... At one point, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, this music is all right. So, like, it wasn't something that bothered me. I didn't turn it off. But I largely don't remember it, if I'm honest. But I feel like that's good. Because I feel like if I'm able to tune it out and I never think this music is garbage... I feel like that's good because I don't want like it's stuck in my head throughout the game like you're listening to the same stuff over and over again. I like that it was just like in the background. If nothing else, it's not bad, I think. I mean, that's how you know it's at least good like you're saying, Liz, that it's not yeah. annoying you. So the music is very diverse that it's not getting jarring and you're like, oh, this song again. Because I would at least notice the battle music was would get a little jarring because that was always the same. But like I said, depending on what region you are, it had different music, and I actually did like it. I will say another thing that I really liked about this game is how quick the loading times are. Granted, there's still kind of unskippable animations that were a little annoying. Like every time you did an ultimate ability, you couldn't skip the animations. And I tried to look in the options to see if there was a way to turn off animations, and unfortunately there isn't. Yeah, Nolan seemed very long. Yes. He was like flipping through the pages of the book, and I was like, come on, Nolan. Yeah, like... <laughs> And it's frustrating, too, when you're doing the arena because the arena is timed. And even when you're doing animations, the timer's still ticking. And it's like, come on, come on, let's hurry this up. I'm trying to do this. <laughs> so this game kind of added time with – it saved time with the loading screens, but it added time with the animations, which I thought was frustrating. I would agree. I also think, too, for people that are going to play the game, what was your favorite player combination? So there's six characters. You end up unlocking a six um alamon is that how you pronounce it so yeah there's the five characters that are in the ship together and then you meet another character what do you guys think is the best combination so my combination i think you ended up adopting it keith but i did calibretto red monica and alamon because calibretto and alamon both have a perk where at, 
after a battle, they heal the entire party. So having both of their perks stack on top of each other, I could get my party up like full health in a couple battles. And both Alumon and Calibretto can revive fallen teammates. So if one went down, the other one could just revive the other. So my team was just constantly self-sustaining. And I loved Red Monica because I think she has the best damaging abilities. And she was wearing nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's just a perk. <laughs> but, uh, but she also had the best ultimate abilities too. Like she was really good at single target destroying people. So I could always have her just focus one person and just take someone out really quick. Yeah, I basically... So I didn't play long with that set, but I definitely played long enough to say it. it's very, very effective. I agree. For a long time, though, I was actually just playing with Red, Monica, Gully, and Nolan, actually. Because Nolan can do some healing if you park him right. And he actually he actually deals yeah. out some damage. So, like, because I could basically always stack what was Arcane Sickness so that it pretty much always enhanced uh, Red Monica's base shot there, which would apply a random debuff. So... I, I like that combo, quite honestly, but um, I do think yours was the best. Yeah, I feel like I switched mine a lot, and my latest combination is the same as Andrew's, <laughs> but oh, a bunch of I followers. was actually kind of disappointed because it was right before I got Alamin that I bulked up Gully. She had amazing health, all this stuff, and I, then I found him, and I was like, crap, who am I going to get rid of? So I ended up uh, going that route, but at the beginning, it was really hard because I liked Calibretto, Garrison, and Gully, but I also liked Calibretto, Garrison, and Nolan when those were like the, the three main options. So I, I'm i just very indecisive. <laughs> I, I just, I, I really struggled. But I think that this combination is probably going to be the best. Because I picked it? You have I mean, <laughs> I think they can all call. Of course, I married you. I think, <laughs> gross, get a room. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I think they can all combo well in in their own ways. You just gotta have them built right, and not even built right. It's just it, it's all about levels. If one of them falls too far behind a level or something, it's like, well, that person's dead to me now. Yeah, yeah. I really hated getting rid of Garrison. That was that was hard, especially because I hit, one of his perks is that you carry over mana or overcharge, and I oh, I miss that. Which I heard, you, Andrew, you said that later on another character does that too, right? Yeah, so, if, I mean, I feel like for the most part, like, kind of no matter who you pick, like I said earlier, the, the, everyone can kind of combo off each other in some sort of way or another. It's just, in the end, this game is just a whole lot of grinding, and which is also very visible when it comes to the achievements as well. This game, if you do play it, you're going to get a good amount of the achievements on its own, because you get an achievement every time you complete a dungeon, which there's eight dungeons, which I remember when I first saw that, I'm like, oh man, this game's going to be like a 20-hour game. But no, it is just so grindy. I think I've already up to like 40 hours, and I still have two more dungeons to go. And yeah, so you get an achievement for every dungeon. There's an achievement to kill like 500 enemies. There's an achievement to get all the lore. So the game itself is just so grindy. And so it got just like a little frustrating in the end. I will say, I do have like 500 gamer score or so from it, which is kind of nice. But it, it does make me want to at least finish it because I only have those two more dungeons to get. I want to know what I did for achievements. I forgot to look. But I they, they were popping up for me. I was really excited. Well, Liz, you're in luck because I'm actually prepared this week. <laughs> and I actually have that up in front of me. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I know, right? Oh. Shocker. Don't you lie to me. Since none of my friends have played this game. I had, I had looked it up. You had 165, Liz, and I have 160. <laughs> But we both completed 12 achievements. Oh, that's it? So I'm not really sure how that works. But yeah, we didn't. We don't have much gamer score on it between the two of us. But we did get a bunch, like I said, because we, each got, we really? each got 12, but they're low gamer score ones. I think the bigger ones, once you start to get into oh. those grindy ones, once you start beating more, more dungeons, I only got through four or five of the dungeons myself. Um, but yeah, if you... I forget how many I got. But I, I also have stats pulled up here. If we want to take a little trip down stats lane, we can try, take a round two here. <laughs> so they, they're kind of broken, at least on one. So time played. I, don't, I think I told you this. I, I'm actually showing at the bottom of that, which I think is, is not true. I'm rocking in at 17 hours. Liz says a day in two hours, so 26 hours. And you're at like 
33 hours, Andrew. Yeah, that's way broken. Because in the game, it shows you your play time, and it says, I think, 42 for Mine is right definitely now. something close to that when I look at it in-game. So XP is where <laughs> it's really bad. You're at 2,190,000,000. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Wow. I can't read numbers. You're at 21 million. I'm I'm at okay. five million, and Liz is at three point three million, and some numbers, but I can't number well. This game kind of doesn't give you a lot of good stats. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I guess really we have boss kills. You're at twenty nine, I think. I'm at ten. Woo! Which is there ever an achievement for getting all those little letters that you find throughout the, yes, the dungeons? That's there's an achievement to get half of them, and an achievement to get all of them. It's yeah. It's I'm like, why are they even there? I, I mean, it's it's extra backstory for some of the dungeons you're doing. I, I've read some of them, and they're kind of interesting, but not for really. For a long game, though, like for me, like Quantum Break, I liked reading them because they were interesting. It's a shorter game. But a game like this, I feel like, would take forever. And if you're adding on top of that, reading all these little notes and stuff. I mean, I feel like they were more for the fans of the comic book. To get more story and backstory for the people who are already invested in these characters, but someone like me who's not, yeah, I, don't care. I would assume that's probably the case. I am, I am kind of intrigued by the comics. Yeah, I will say though, one last stat, just because we talked about the dumb fishing, Andrew, you actually caught two hundred fish, which is absurd. I don't know how you had the patience for that, but that might be how you have forty hours in this game. <laughs> well, when you get really good, when you get a really good rod in like lore, it's just I guess. it's easy. You literally catch them and pull them in. I like mean, I had, I had like a level 11 one or something. But anyways, Liz, you had 39. I had 32. I just... Thanks. So I, I had a level 9 rod. I'm and at I just, me and you have I just gave up quick. That's all. I'm a quitter. <laughs> what can I say? But I, I guess getting into our final thoughts of this game. Uh, Keith, why don't you start? Why don't you, why don't you tell us what, overall what you thought of it? So I think I stand where I stand on this. It's there's definitely room for this to be a game. It's if you're really into turn-based strategy, I think that that's actually probably one of the best things this game highlights. So it's probably a game for you, but it was not my favorite one. If you're if you're looking for my opinion, go download and play Operencia. I think it's just a better built game. Oh, score sixty-eight. Um, I really oh, I'm struggling with this game because there were so many highs and lows. And there were some things about this game that I thought were really unique, this genre, and I absolutely loved and adored. The graphics were amazing, but there are times where I was just like, oh my gosh, if I play this for one more minute, I'm going to throw my controller. So I I think maybe like a a 78, but I feel bad because like I said, there are so many elements in this game that are phenomenal, but at this point in the game, it's a 78. Interesting you say that because I actually was going to give it a 78 as well. No way! Yeah, because I was like, this game isn't quite an 80 for me. And I was like, I, I gave like Just Cause 4 a 75. And it's like, this game, I think I enjoyed it more than Just Cause 4. So I, I was aiming at 78 you too. compare this game to Just me, Cause yeah, 4 like, though in any way. Well, I'm trying to think of enjoyment. I, I'm not comparing it. I'm thinking of like enjoyment. And I've, I think I definitely had more enjoyment with this game than I kind of did with Just Cause 4. And... As Liz was saying, like, I agree. Like, I think the graphics, the presentation of this game, absolutely top-notch. I absolutely love the visuals. I love the animations. It, like, when your characters hit, I actually felt like there were good, hard, meaty hits. Uh, I enjoyed the music. I just thought the characters were flat. I thought the game was super grindy. And the random difficulty spikes were just infuriating. It, nothing was more annoying than getting through an entire dungeon and then getting wiped by this one random guy that, for whatever reason, hits you in one hit and takes you out. So this game is is pretty fun if you do like turn-based strategy games. But like Keith is saying, if you're selective, just play Operencia. I think we'd all agree that you should play Operencia. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, I like, feel like I pronounce it differently every time <laughs> I say it. You do that with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, because like Operencia, like the entire time, I was actually like the story. I like the lore. The, the combat was good. I mean, there were some highs for this game for yes. me that I, I would rate it higher, but I'd also rate it lower at some points. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I was playing it, and sometimes I was like, I want to stop playing this game right now. Then there was times where I'm like, all right, this is pretty fun. I can play for another hour or so. I don't know. This game is, is, is very – gives you a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, and I think that a lot of the things that we've complained about were also things that were complained about by users on Metacritic. So – for the Xbox Metacritic for this game, 
Critics gave it an 84 users, 6.6. The range for, like, all the different platforms, 75 to 84 and 6.6 to 8. So, I mean, I think one of the biggest complaints all around was it was very grindy. Everyone was saying grindy, grindy, grindy. So, there's actually... You just reminded me, Liz. Another good thing, another good point about this game is this game is on everything: Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox, and just recently, it's also on your your phone as well. It's on Apple and Google. So I actually was trying to look to see if your data would transfer because I actually wouldn't mind this as a mobile game, and it's ten bucks as a mobile game, which I think was really good. Like, actually looking at the screenshots, the graphics actually don't look that bad on it as well. So I think this game actually would be a great mobile game. Because if you're, yeah, riding a bus, do a couple battles just to grind out to get your character stronger. Yeah, I think I would actually recommend this game as a mobile yeah, game. I think I would too. It's like 10 bucks at least on iOS. I know that. I don't know what it is on Android. Yeah, I actually would have bought it if it transferred data. Because I was like, oh, this, I'm going to have a slow day at work today. Maybe I could just play a little bit but i couldn't see that you could transfer data so i didn't i didn't want to start all over again grinding so i figured i'd pass on it i just have one thought is this the first time liz has actually rated a game that i've picked higher than i have i just i just wanted to point that out because i think it is i don't know i think it might be i mean this historically you hates kind of everything worst, that i do so Pass. so yeah i mean i'm surprised you rated this game that low no. I mean, honestly, the the worst games that we have played have been y- your picks. <laughs> and we were talking about music earlier, and whenever we were talking about music with video games, they're just thinking about that awful bike game. And then I don't <laughs> even want to remember what it was called. <laughs> the Senders or something. Yep. yep. I'm sorry. That was that was rude for the creators of the Senders. But oh my gosh, that was awful. Ashen. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast because we're on all the things, including Stitcher. Uh, did we miss anything? Did we get anything horribly wrong? Please let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Twitter at GPGBpod. You can find us on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag, or you can send us an email directly at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. So last week we had that unique episode i uh, would love to hear from you guys what did you think of it do you not want us to do random episodes like that or do you want more of that do you have any ideas for topics for us we'd love to hear from you but i have been your hardcore gamer host andrew you can follow me on xbox live at firebird01952 i also have twitter with the same handle and i also have mixer with that same name so if you ever want to see any of my clips or watch me stream sometime please follow me um as always i've been keith you can also yeah twitter keith lynch 121 xbox little fluffy <laughs> you're on a roll tonight i'm killing it guys killing it um and mixer's <laughs> the same as my xbox so a little fluffy um liz take it away please no i'm afraid i'm gonna mess up because i made fun of keith <laughs> Jinx. i'm liz the noob gamer tag come on i'm dean and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is EW. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for uh, sticking around if you're still listening at this point of the episode. We love you and appreciate you. Come back and uh, listen to us next week. We'd love to see you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.